Hello everyone, welcome to the monologue. Um, yeah, I lost my hat again, and I'm not dead. <laughs> um, actually, no, it, I came down with bronchitis or pneumonia. It was one of those lung infections, and uh, no, I was not. I did not have COVID or anything like that. I don't think you can get it twice once you've already had it. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and get into this. I don't know why people give two shits about Ukraine. I really don't. I have no reason to care about what goes on over there. I really don't. It's not. People say, well, it's a democracy. You know what? If it was democracy, why the hell was Joe Biden blackmailing the hell out of him in 2014? Everybody forgot that. Um, so, here's what I'm going to say. Let's stop worrying about that and start worrying about what's going on over here. Like the, the Ohio train derailment. Nobody's talking about that. Or they are, but they're not really talking about it that much. Um, you know, that's, that's something we can kind of address. It's something that's in our backyard. It's something that's fixable. And, well, while I say it's fixable, we know it's not going to be fixed. Especially if it's the federal government, they're not good at anything. Um, what brings me to my next point question, which I think people need to actually have a discussion about. National divorce. Marjorie Taylor Greene has made the headline news again by suggesting we should have national divorce. Laura Ingram goes on and says, well, we don't need to have that. How could that be good for conservatism? Okay, how could it be good if you continue the current path you're on? Okay, here's what I mean. We propose... People like Margaret Taylor Greene, and myself included, I'm one of those who support the idea of a national divorce or national separation. The reason is very simple. I'm getting tired of being led like a, by a noose. I'm, being tired, I'm getting tired of having to compromise with a militant left that refuses any other idea that is not their own. I'm getting tired of that. And so I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know, I see what the problem is, but you guys are you guys are the problem. You guys think you understand. Yet Democrat, this is you from pretty much the beginning of your existence, have always been put the black guy down, put the little guy down, rule with an iron fist and create the urban plantation. Gather as much power, take away the guns so they can't fight back, take away their liberties so that they can't say what they want to say, they can't talk about the issues at hand. Sound familiar? It's not the conservatives who are saying we need to, dis we need to disarm the uh, American population. It's not the conservatives saying that. The conservatives not saying, you know what, maybe we ought to dis... Uh, we need to get rid of the AR-15. Uh, it's the most popular gun in the United States. And, uh, you know, it, it may not solve anything, but we need to get rid of that because it is popular. Meanwhile, blacks are getting butchered in Chicago with handguns. Maybe we should talk about a handgun ban. Oh, damn it, that was on my, that was on my next list. Oh, well, I got an idea. Instead of banning it, let's just reduce the amount of bullets in the guns. So you can't have 30, then you can't have 10, what's next? You can't have 5 that take care of every semi-automatic. They've been talking about getting rid of semi-automatic, believe it or not, as well. Who, what party is suggesting this? 
It, the Democrats, it's not the Republican wing saying this bullshit. The Republican understands if I disarm, the chances are that the government turns on me and kills me is quite high. Oh, people say, oh, no, that's not, that only happened in Europe. <laughs> really? Have you looked at China lately? With Xinjiang and the Falun Gong uh, uh, persecution? Uh, have you looked at North Korea? Have you looked at everywhere where people are not allowed to have guns? Look into their history and you will find somewhere along that line the government turning against the people and butchering them. France did it. It's called the Reign of Terror. Uh, Germany, well, we all remember, you know, that, that tourism that we have from 1939 to 1945, we all remember that, right? How about, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, the Soviet Union? The USSR, Union of the Soviet Socialist Republics. Oh, wait a minute, socialist. Uh, anybody remember Social Democrats? That's another one pushing the same bullshit. We propose a national divorce for the purpose of avoiding the, the worst outcome. What's the worst outcome? Either the end of all things American or civil war. That's it. Either you end everything that is American, for example, you start getting rid of the Bible in school. That's 1950s. Who suggested that? It wasn't the Republican Party. It was the Democrat Party. They're the ones pushing for it. They're the ones that pushed for the Bible to get out of school. Yet it, all it did was teach you, thou shall not steal, thou shall not murder, Thou shalt not lie, respect for authority. If you look at just the Ten Commandments, just look at the last six, and you realize they're societal in nature. The last six are societal, meaning that they have an impact on society as a whole, not just you and your relationship to God. Now, I know I'm pissing some Democrat off somewhere, because I'm saying what they don't want to hear. That God actually exists. That God is going to judge them. I know I'm pissing them off somewhere. But that's okay. As long as I tell you the reality. When the last, those last six, honor thy father and mother. I don't know. Have you noticed any kids uh, paying attention to their parent? Or the teachers? Or the cops even as they point the gun at the kid? Saying, I'm going to blow your fucking head off. I don't know, some of you black people might know exactly what that feels like. But I got something to talk about that too, because as I was sick, I got a chance to introspect a little bit. And I realized that I wasn't fulfilling my obligation to you, which was solving problems. I was starting to become another doomsayer, just beck, beck, beckering, and, and not going anywhere with it. So I'm going to start a small segment, it's a, kind of a quick fire segment that is built toward fixing your life, helping you, the individual, become the better part of you, helping you pick yourself up by your bootstrap, so to speak. Now, let's get back into this. National divorce. The alternative is either capitulation, 
which means, hey, we keep giving in to the Democrats over and over and over. And then one way we wake, then one day we wake up in a communist society where they kill people either on race or on uh, gender or on beliefs. Remember, when communism came into the skies, it came in as a good thing, and they ended up killing intellectuals. They ended up killing doctors, lawyers, politicians. They killed everything. And if you didn't go along with the program, you were killed too. That's what communism is. Well, that's not, not correct. No, bullshit, it's not correct. The only purpose, and I quote Karl Marx, is for the individual to perish in the revolutionary holocaust. That was Karl Marx, who talked about when it when it comes time to switch from democracy into communism, that that switch has to have a holocaust, a butchering, a slaughtering of the proletariat, of the people that won't follow. The, the, the sheep that won't do the bidding of the government. And their only job, the ones that refuse to go along with it, are to perish in the revolutionary holocaust. Now, they're talking about, well, we don't... How did the national divorce help conservatives? Maybe conservatives as a whole are thinking, well, if you don't let us do this, we're going to start hunting you down. I don't know what, how else to frame that. It's either the end of America as you know it, or a civil war. Both suck. Both ideas suck. Well, maybe it won't be anything like that at all. Maybe it'll just be some kind of utopia. Utopia for who? The drag queen that's trying to tell my kid that masturbating at six years old is okay? Is that who? I'm sorry. No, that's not a utopia. That's hell on earth. That's a degenerate, a degenerate teaching a kid that is somehow okay to whack themselves. Or, hey, kid, go give that other kid a blowjob. The only reason I'm using this language is because, number one, it's offensive. I don't mind hurting people's feelings. And it gets the impact across. It helps push the actual buttons of people who are listening to this and go, wait a minute. You know what? He has a point. Think of, I didn't really care about politics until I became a parent. Now as a parent, I have to send my kid. I can't send them to public school. I have to send them to a private school, which costs me money. And the federal government takes the other half anyway to fund their own uh, drag queen of the hour at the library in a public school where they put out pornography material in elementary schools and you say, well how can this help conservatives? I'll tell you how it can help conservatives. Help us feel like for a change that we actually matter. That our views matter. That we don't want our kids to be brainwashed into believing bullshit. We propose, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like me, people like others out there, all suggest simple, one simple fact. 
Let us have a national divorce so that we may decide our own destiny. You, the Democrat, the left, say, you know what? You're going to go to hell, and you're going to go to hell with us. And we're going to drag you there, kicking and screaming. That's what the Democrats are doing. And they're paid it in good intentions. They're saying, well, you know, you really shouldn't talk bad about a transgendered, homophobic, no wait, homophobe. Actually, I don't even know how that works, because if you break the language down between homo and phobia, Phobia means fear of, homo means you have a same-sex attraction because your mind is not working right. Well, you can't say that. You really shouldn't make fun of them. I'm not. You know, the, the, what pisses me off so much is that they want you to believe a bullshit lie and they want you to accept their bullshit. You know what? In love, I tell you the truth. But love is not the same as acceptance. Jesus loves everybody, but guess what? At the end of the age, he's not going to accept everybody. That should give you some chills about your, yourself. But that's the reality. That's the truth. Love is not the same as acceptance. I love my daughter, but I don't have to accept everything. I don't have to accept her or whatever she does. I don't have to, but I still love her. Cause I, when I say I love you, it means I actually have your best interest at heart. And one of those interests is telling the homosexual to stop being a homosexual. One of those things is telling the transgender person, you're not transgender, stop playing fantasy. But when we're constantly told by the left, no, you have to accept this. You have to go with us. You have to do this thing. Pride this. Pride that. Pride this. Pride that. Shut up. We get tired of hearing it. We get fed up with it. We are realizing, wait a minute. If we don't have a national divorce, the outcome is worse. The outcome is concentration camps or extermination with extermination or re-education camp, um, you know, or a civil war. Both suck. Both are horrific. Both are disturbing. And both should not happen. But one of those is bound to happen if we don't come up with this idea of a peaceful separation. Why? I have nothing in common with a atheist or a Satanist in California. I have nothing in common with them. I'm pissed off just like they are. They're pissed off at me because I won't accept them. I'm pissed off at them for refusing to realize that God rules and that there is something called sanctity of life. Stop killing the baby on the altar of convenience. I'm tired. You know, People say, well, uh, how does that help conservatives? Well, I, I got news for you. The reason I'm hung up on that statement is because the reason why conservatives are suggesting this is because we already see the alternative. And we don't like it. We don't want to be herded into gas chambers for a shower. We don't want to be herded into an oven. We don't want to be forced to shoot people 
We don't want to be forced, our hands forced, into fighting a corrupt bureaucrat or, a, you know, an, an invading army. We don't want any of this. We want to live our lives with peace and purpose, to love one another. Love, not accept. I can love an alcoholic, but I don't have to accept his alcoholism. I can get him some AA. I love you. I'm going to drag you to this AA meeting and you're going to get help. Because I love you. But that doesn't mean I'm going to drink with you. Now come on, man. Get drunk with me. Waste your life just like I do. People, the idea of national divorce is being perpetrated or pushed because the alternative is worse. The alternative is what we have in Congress right now where the left get whatever the hell they want and they don't give a damn about the, the right. They really don't. They don't care about right and wrong. The right, we always have to frame it through a lens. We have to look at it through, okay, is it just? Is it lawful? Does it hurt anybody? Or does it help people? See, one of the things I would be for, and this is what could get everybody surprised. I know left. I got I, I got a cup over here for your tears. But here's the simple fact. I'm for the states endorsing religion. Ooh, ooh, what? Why? Why not? Why? Here's why. The federal government is not allowed to prohibit nor endorse. But it never said the state could not. In the Constitution of Massachusetts, in order to be a citizen, you had to first proclaim you a Christian. Now that's not a bad idea, now when you think about it. When I live in Texas. I would love to have Texas as a Christian nation. The United States is not a nation, ladies and gentlemen. The United States is a conglomeration. That's all it is. It's a confederated nation. It's a confederation of 50 independent nations. Each with their own government, each with their own function. Why can't we just simply say, you know what? You want your stupid bullshit law? You like smoking a lot of dope and killing babies? Okay, California, here you go. You go ahead and endorse that, and you'd watch your whole fucking place fall apart. But don't punish the rest of us for your stupidity. Because you're stupid. Don't punish the rest of us because of your stupidity. That's what the conservatives are complaining about. We're tired of people coming from failed states because they enacted the policies. They didn't fight for it. They didn't fix it. They instead acted like a bunch of lazy sheep. And what did they do? Oh, well... We fucked this state up. Let's go to the next state and fuck that one up. They go from one, for example, they come from California and go to Texas. If you're in New York, you probably went to Florida. And guess what you're going to do there? You're going to vote for the same damn failed policies as you did in your former state. And then when that state ends up a piece of shithole, then you have to flee that state too. That's why we want a national divorce. We don't want your shitty-ass policies infecting the whole damn nation like a virus. I, you know, people say, well, you're not very kind, are you? No, I'm pissed off. You're not very nice, are you? 
I'm a nice guy if you get to know me. But you wouldn't know that if you're watching this video. Like what you're getting is my anger. You're getting people, you're getting my anger toward people who are not understanding. They're not fully grasping the bigger picture. The bigger picture is the end of conservatism. That's what the end goal is in America. The end of all conservatism. The end of all Christianity. The end of all Americanism. And the embracing of whatever the hell they thought up of Europe. Nazism. Communism. Atheism. Something even worse. Um, and that's what they want to embrace. They don't want America. The left does not want America. They don't want the policy that made her great. For example, The Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith. If you read his book about moral sentiments beforehand, you, would, you might understand the invisible hand better. <laughs> because in moral sentiments, he posited the idea that God has a hand in all of this. Oh, I stepped on some liberal toes. But the reality is, that's the, that's the meat of the whole argument for national divorce. You guys who are atheists, who, are, and who have not exercised your reason and your power of observation, because you have not done that, because you are ignorant, and believe me, you are. Because of that, we are saying, you know what, enough. We're tired of putting up with this. We want out. Because if you don't, it's going to lead to one of two illogical conclusions. The one is we end up having a civil war. The other is actual uh, extermination. Kill, systematic killing of undesirable people, namely uh, conservatives. That's not conspiratorial, that's conspiracy fact. I can look it up. It, you just have to listen to what the idiots are saying. They're the ones going out pushing for Pride Month. They're the ones pushing for... The, why are they going after the kids? Why, why push pedophilia? Why push the pedophiles into the children's libraries? Why the children? Why the children? Because Adolf Hitler said, and I quote, who cares about you? We have your children. They will only know of the new community. And you will be nothing. That's why they're after the children. That's why they're targeting the education system. That's the reason we, I have to send my kid to a private school. I want my kid to be smart and, and not know what to think, but how to think. Not what the conclusion is, but how to create her own conclusions. I don't want her brainwashed into thinking that girls can be boys and boys can be girls. Oh, by the way, it's okay to masturbate if you're six years old. Hit that guy with a frying pan, somebody, please! But that's the reality. People say, well, that's not happening in my school. That's not happening now. That's not where my kids are going. Really, have you stepped in foot inside your schools? Have you been inside your schools? Do you go to parent-teacher conference a lot? 
Do you talk to your teacher, the children's teachers? What are they like? What philosophy do they ascribe to? Have you been to their library? The answer for most of those questions is going to be no, because I trust the institution. Guess what? The institution is against you. If you're a parent, the institution is against you. You are the enemy. That's the reality. If you're a parent, you're the enemy of the institution that they call school. Woodrow Wilson even said the purpose of school is to make the children unlike their parents as possible. Translation? Get rid of the values that they have. If they go to school with some parental values that were instilled in them from the parent, their job is to dismantle it and then build up a new image. So that when the kid turns 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22 years old, they become whatever the hell the state told them to become, not what the parents raised them to be. Do you want to know why kids want to whack themselves halfway through? Why they become a teenager and oftentimes off themselves? I give you the state. They get so freaking confused they can't tell up from down. Red from, black, uh, red from blue, they can't tell the difference. So what do they do? They whack themselves because they can't imagine life. I've actually heard some of these postmodernists come out and they are so devoid of any desire, hope, love, kindness, life, that suicide is a release for them. In Canada, if you suggest that, they will help you along your way with assisted suicide. And you guys tell us, well, you know, we shouldn't have a national divorce or anything. Okay, if you don't have a national divorce, I'll tell you what you're going to get. You either have civil war or you will have the truly the end of all things American. And what do I mean by all things American? Okay, here's a little history lesson for you guys out there. In America, you get to say whatever you want to say, and that's okay. Only in America can you do that. In Europe, you can go to jail. I would be jailed already for some of the stuff I have said. Not just on this, this episode, but on some previous ones too. Because I call it out as I see it, and I get in trouble for it. Like I think it's a bad idea to input Muslims from foreign countries where their laws are different than your laws. Because guess what? When they come here, they're going to act just like they did over there. And if they have enough cobbled together, they can do whatever the hell they want, and you can't touch them. Don't believe me? Call no-go zones in Europe. Look it up. In Europe, I can go to certain places and the cop can't help me. They can't. Sorry, sir, you went to a no-go zone. They're going to behead you over there, but we can't do anything about it. Don't believe me? Look it up. Women are raped over there. Oktoberfest used to be a fun time. Now it's a rape fest. Don't believe me? Look it up. The slow Islamization of Europe is happening. 
Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody's questioning whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And here in the United States, we're complaining. I got news for you. If we don't have a national divorce, the alternatives are worse. So you guys get to choose. I mean, liberals can choose if they really, I mean, do they really want to go down this road? Do they really want to go down this road? I don't know. Maybe they do. Because in their mind, it's the, the federal government, see, what happens is when a law fails at the state level, they push it to the federal level. When it fails at the federal level, they'll push it to the international level. That's how they operate. They don't care whether it helps or hurts the society as a whole. They really don't. Right now, in Europe, okay, throughout Europe and throughout China, here's the problem. Population collapse. They don't have enough people being pushed out of the womb in order to replace the people that are there. So now they're worried about contractions, the population growth collapsing, and when things like that happen, war is the result. In China, they overshot with their one-child policy. Now they don't have enough people to go around. There's not enough women to men ratio. I think it's missing by 30 million people. So what's it going to do when the old guy can't get it laid? <laughs> He's going to go join the army and shoot somebody. In Japan, because of, of rampant, rampant uh, pornography and hentai and waifu, believe it or not, it had a huge temperamental effect to the Japanese culture, their production rate is 0.7. Just FYI for you guys out there, in order to have a, relation, a, a population stability, you have to have 2.11 children per household. And in Japan, it's 0.7. In China, point, it's 1.3. In Europe, almost every one of that one or below. <coughs> and you know what they're doing? They're importing it. They say, well, shit, we overshot. What do we do? All right, let's invite the Muslim and the African. Come on in. Come out. Come out. Come as quick as you can. Because we're imploding. That's how cultures get replaced, right there. Right now in America, we're right at the precipice at 2.1, I think it's 2.12 the last time I checked. We're right at the precipice. And you know why we're still above the water? It's because of the African American community and Latino community. It's not the white people. The white people are going away. They're being procreated out. That's not a bad thing, really. I mean, guys aren't banging enough to be to be fruitful, and if they're not going to be fruitful, you will disappear. You will go extinct, so to speak. I know I've said something probably to offend the the uh, the racists out there, but that's the reality. You don't want to have kids. You guys want to butcher your kids. Why do you think the you know, when Margaret Sanger, the creator of Planned Parenthood, came into existence, 
It must have been her first thought. I'm going to marry a KKK grand wizard, and then I'm going to push for genocide. Don't believe me? Look it up. In 1915, she came up with the idea and said, well, we need to have this kind of program to stop the growth of the Negro lest they overpower us, unless they outpopulate us. Because all they do is produce more poor people. I don't think that's how that works, Margaret. But nobody stopped to tell her that. She was a murderer then, murderer now, and she got 50 million babies, most of them black and Latino, very few white people too, for her name, for her credit. They go up in urban plantations, they go up in broken neighborhoods. And by the way, there's a segment that I am pushing up on this, this show that's going to be to help people get themselves out of that nightmare. You're going to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstrap and get out of the nightmare. And I'm going to help you do that. Because like I said before, I'm tired of doomsayers. I'm also tired of naysayers, gloomers, and sky falling and everything else. And I'm going to start suggesting things that actually solve the problem. So guys, want to talk about, we need to actually sit down and have a real discussion about the concept of national divorce. Lest we wake up one day, find ourselves in a communist society that execute people for free thinking and having a free thought that is not in line with the system. And what does that system look like right now? Well, it is a transgender who tells your children to masturbate while pushing pornography into their hands at six years old. Or even as trans capable, you know, they, they believe themselves, they, they really believe themselves to be handicapped, so they're going to whack their own arm off. Transracial, a white person believing they're a black person. Once again, <laughs> crazy and stupid they are. In fact, uh, anything trans, run from it. Anything. Transracial, transgender, transcapable, transhumanist. Run. They're not stable mentally people. They are insane. I know I just realized how I said that too. <laughs> but you know, I don't cut any of this. I do not cut any of this. I actually put it out as I put it. It's, I'm trying to make this as unfiltered as possible so that people can see that it's, there's not any cutting for No. There's no editing because I would rather you guys get a genuine experience than to placate or create something for you. That tells the story. If I want to tell you a story, I'll tell you a story. So, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and check off. But we really need to have this idea, this, this, this deep talk about national divorce. Because, and we need to do this at a local and state level. I have nothing in common with somebody from California. I don't want them bringing their policies to Texas. I have more people, I have more in common with the people of Florida than I do of New York. I got nothing to say about New Yorkers. You know, I, if you're going to destroy your state, you deserve to live in the state you destroyed until you learn your lesson. 
And if you flee your state because of how bad it is, then when you go to that next state, you shouldn't be able to vote for at least five years. That way you have time to acclimate. And maybe you might actually understand why the state votes the way it does. Most people, they say, well, I'm leaving a state that endorses pot and pedophilia and prostitution and everything else, and I'm fleeing to a state that has some real values, I'm going to vote the same way. Why don't you actually take some time and study those values and find out why they actually vote the way they do? Anyway, I'm going to check off. I hope you guys did enjoy this. If you did, hit the like button. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. And I will talk to you guys later. Keep an eye out for the sorties. The sorties are a list of things that we can do to start fixing the problems in your own life and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Anyway, good evening, good night, and goodbye.